0: To... Hi, everybody, and welcome to the hobby section. Roy, be quiet. I'm doing the intro. <laughs> Hi, everybody, welcome to the hobby section. This is a show where we take a chance to talk about what makes the squares, who become doctors, well rounded. We scroll a magnifying glass over your cardiologist's favorite YouTube videos. This is a reminder to all of us, especially to doctors, that we are more than our work. I'm your host Obi Wosu. I'm an otolaryngology head and neck surgery resident in Boston, Massachusetts, and this is the hobby section.
1: Hey, Obi.
0: It's it's hard to it's hard to wrap my mind around how many times you've talked during the intro that I told you I was gonna do. Oh my god. He's okay. Everyone, let's just get to it. Uh, today on the hobby section, we welcome a good friend of mine. Uh, Dr. Roy Zhao Roy, thanks for being here with us
1: Hey, OB, am I allowed to talk now? I'm sorry for interrupting your interview. No, I mean, the. it's
0: <laughs> unfortunate because the general premise of the podcast will be all about you talking and you just yeah. couldn't wait to get started but nonetheless, yeah. thanks for being here, Roy um, This is a hobby section as I just said, it's a podcast I'm starting it, you know it's in its infancy but it's getting going I think you can tell and I can tell that it's getting going
1: well, I'm very excited for Yogi. I think this is a really fun project. I think I've been a little too on edge jumping in before I'm supposed to talk because, you know, Roy,
0: it's how we are. I'm going to list your hobbies, sports, computers, mechanical keyboards, foodie, photography, travel, podcast, biking. You've got a lot of things that you're into. That's a long uh, list. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it kind of things come and go here and there, I guess, but sure, uh, but that
0: you just keep adding to the end of the list.
1: Yeah, once a hobby, always
0: a hobby, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Roy Zhao, Roy, do you like all sports?
1: Uh, I'd say pretty much everything except for soccer and hockey. Do you like all ages
0: of sports? Do you watch Little League?
1: Oh, um, I used to watch Little League when I was younger.
0: Oh, when oh, you were younger. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but uh, I think I haven't. I know how not like the Little League World Series is on ESPN. That's right. Um,
0: that's actually a pretty big hit. The Little League World Series yeah. is actually a pretty big production.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I always, I always regretted not playing Little League. I was a little too old by the time I started to watch baseball,
0: um, so mm. I never quite got into
1: it. But yeah, big regret, big regrets.
0: That's all right. The you can still play pickup baseball. People are pretty into pickup uh, softball. That's a that's a big thing in, in a, the adult world. Yeah. Yeah. Did you play sports growing up, Roy?
1: I did. I played. Uh, I mostly played tennis when I grew up. But uh, uh, I found on the on the school team. But otherwise, mostly we'd play like basketball with the friends uh, in the neighborhood. Um, but I say the first sport I was like I guess a big fan of was baseball. Partially because I grew up in New Jersey, so the Yankees were kind of big back then, and they were always going to the playoffs every year winning the they? The ALE. Yankees,
0: Roy, remind me, are the New York Yankees, correct?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: So your being in New Jersey made you a Yankees fan how?
1: <laughs> I mean, basically you get split between being a Phillies fan, a Yankees fan, or a Mets fan. And I think one of my earliest members would be Back in the year 2000, we had the Subway Series where the Yankees played the Mets in the World Series. So I guess at the ripe age of eight, I became a big bandwagoner and I jumped on board with the Yankees. And I haven't left them ever since.
0: So since you were eight years old, you were into baseball. And then you thought you were too old for Little League? That sounds like a pretty good Little League age.
1: I guess that's a good point.
0: I'm not trying Um, to trap you. I I just want to understand. No, no,
1: no. No, I, I guess I, I play tennis and that was already like the sport I played, so I didn't think of branching out more. Yeah. But uh oh, no, I, I think I would have had a lot of fun in Little League.
0: I think so too. You're a pretty fun guy, yeah. and I think you have a lot of fun doing a lot of the things you do. Little league would have been no different. Yeah. But now the only little league you watch is, I think appropriately, the Little League World Series. Otherwise, you're watching adults play sports. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's good. And you've been watching the playoffs, I presume. Because I actually wanted to get you on the call last night, and you were like, uh, the Celtics are playing. I would never.
1: <laughs> I have been, yes. In fact, uh, I, I don't know if I can remember a time point when I started following the NBA. It's probably the, I don't remember the exact years, the, when the Pistons had uh, Tati Billups and Rip Hamilton. and they That was the, the time.
0: That was the, the time to be alive.
1: I think that was like oh wait, if what, I remember. What
0: was the name of the player who wore the mask on his face?
1: That was Rip Hamilton. That, that was Hamilton.
0: that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like MF. I remember Doom. liking
1: them because yeah, cause they had like no superhero, no no superstar. Mm. But they uh, they they're like the one team if you look back on like the last like three four decades that had no obvious like LeBron or Kobe or something. Yeah. And then they 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 still won it all so. Was there a big
0: fight with that team? Did that team get in a huge fight at one point in time? It,
1: yeah. I think you would you would certainly know this. With the, the Pacers, other, uh, right? The other, yeah, the other team of uh, in uh, the Malice at the Palace was the uh, yeah, Pacers.
0: The Malice um, at the Palace.
1: Malice at the Palace. And the big guy involved was uh, Ron Artest, or better known as Meta World Peace. Metta World
0: Peace, that's right. Call yeah. me by my real name. Um, Roy, are you one of these sports fans that gets down on deep into the weeds when you watch sports? Depend on
1: the sport. I would say a big reason why I got into baseball actually was because of analytics and, and numbers and stuff. And um, Back when I first started following, it, it was kind of very much in a infancy with Moneyball and Bill James kind of coming on board. And there's, there's like tons of more complex stuff now. That
0: was a good movie. Moneyball?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Big fan. I don't really understand baseball, yeah. but that movie edge of my seat whole time
1: no it was a solid movie uh and uh i think ever since then things have gotten more and more complex they now have like these like special cameras actually they have them really for all the major sports now where they can just track like all the little angles and and different speeds and stuff to kind of quantify not necessarily what the outcomes are but like the intrinsic that go into things so like um like on Twitter there are these like niche accounts now for like uh barrels or like it's like the special designation for uh, a certain <laughs> mile an hour and launch angle of a ball that's hit.
0: Is that what a barrel
1: that's, is? That's a barrel. I think it's like uh I don't remember exactly it's like twenty to thirty degrees or something and at least a hundred miles an hour. Off what the bat are you or something what like are
0: that. you talking about right now? On Twitter <laughs> There are accounts. I'm. Just, this is crazy. So people, there are special cameras in baseball and maybe a lot of sports now that are measuring minute, unique angles to quantify and predict like what sort of natural things happen in a baseball game that we never noticed before.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of times you can like hit a ball really hard, right? But
0: someone can. Maybe eight year old you can. Yeah, but not, not me. Not
1: you. Not not you or me. But like uh, you can. Like someone. Aaron Judge will hit the ball really hard, but there'll be a def- the defensive player, an outfielder, or whatever, at- exactly right where he hit the ball. Because you can't really aim a baseball when you mm-hmm, hit it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just the guy's right there, and he catches it. So, like, you did all the right things, but you just got unlucky. So there's, there's like, these expected outcomes values as opposed to real outcome values. And there's a I, I guess there's an ongoing debate of how you should be, like, Choosing which players to sign or trade for, and so. Um, so, but as far as that, ac- that account's concerned, is actually if you if you search at MLB Barrel Alert, it has thirty one thousand followers. So, kind of a niche following. Yeah, that's pretty but, small
0: for like what social yeah. media really is. Yeah, yeah. Thirty one thousand people in the world that are following barrels. I still don't know if yeah. I understand what a barrel is.
1: <laughs> well, because if you hit if you hit a ball too low of launch angle or or down to the ground right That's a ground ball so it doesn't matter how hard you hit it if it's on the ground like it's it it could still just go straight to an infielder. sure but if you hit it on too high of a launch angle then it'll get stuck in the wind or be a pop-up so even if you may have hit it hard if it goes too high then it just gives the outfielder a long time to identify where it is and catch it so So
0: what is the the barrel then the barrel is the way you hit the ball
1: Barrel is just a name that's been given, but basically, the goal of a barrel is it should be like a line drive kind oh. of hit. Oh, I understand. What you're that, ma- that, that maximizes the chances of getting a, a
0: hit. So, when the outfielder Aaron Judge is stepping up to the plate and you're on the mound and you're pitching it, this is you say back when you were eight, you actually played little league and then you went pro because that's what would have happened. <laughs> You're slinging it to Aaron judge. And then one of your defensive teammates is out in the outfield. Does the, does the person in the outfield already know where to stand because Aaron judge is up to bat? Like, do they know where he's likely really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So there are also these things called like shifts in baseball now, um, which is the reason why I don't know if you, if you follow much, but I don't um, like, like, so batting averages are way down compared to where they've historically been and people feel like it's actually a reason why popularity in the sport has died because there's less action or there's less hits right mm. like hits are really where you get most of the action in baseball
0: yeah that's so, what gets me up out of my seat whenever i'm watching a baseball yeah, game yeah right? Yeah, nice even, crack. Even,
1: like, yeah, even like a single right is like a little like that's a, that's an action item within the game but um people are adjusting how defenders are positioned as opposed to your standard four infielder locations and three outfielders. Sometimes you'll do what's called shifting. So you'll take instead of two infielders on the left and two on the right. A lot of hitters these days are very pole heavy. So if it's a pole heavy player, um, uh, then you'll move the third infielder onto that dominant side, and you'll have only one infielder on the Non-dominant side.
0: Wow, you're um, you're really into base. You're really into baseball, Roy.
1: Yeah, well, there's a lot of you know. I think uh, I don't know. I guess it's inherent, very similar to how you know a lot of preparation goes into surgery. A lot of preparation goes into playing baseball. And it's it's very respectable, you know. All the all the thought that goes into this stuff and and it's working, you know. Like there there are less hits happening and and whatnot. So, uh, but yeah, again, people are
0: playing the game yeah. like chess, and you're studying 80.
1: it. Very much so, yeah.
0: Yeah, so when you say you're into sports, you really mean that you're a nerd, and you just so I happen know. to be nerdy now on the topic of sports, which I think is awesome.
1: I think a point of tension, actually, which is a lot of sports teams these days are increasingly being run or managed by non-athletes, people without athletic backgrounds. Interesting. But with, te- but with technical analytical background
0: yeah who are very savvy you Uh, didn't need to play little league roy don't hold don't regret that don't hold that over yourself you're right in there with the best of them
1: yeah exactly just take 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 some good old math classes, and you're you're good to go math
0: that's the other (laughs) thing i got from your hobby list computers (laughs) and mechanical keyboards what roy tell me what is a computer because i googled it and it said any item that performs or carries out processes and arithmetic and then i thought Am I a computer? So put me to rest, Roy, or turn off my power button and settle this for me.
1: Obi, this is a very deep question that you're asking. What is a computer? Um, I think you're the right person to ask. It's funny. So the first person that comes to mind when you ask that question is this guy named Dieter Bone. He is a former senior editor or, or, or whatever former very senior editor at this website called the verge which is uh the verge it's uh it's similar to engadget if you ever seen like there are these tech-based websites
0: i haven't Uh, seen um, any of what you're talking about i don't know (laughs) if i feel sad about that yet or not but i don't know what the verge is and and i don't know what engadget is yeah
1: so the verge is probably the most popular um uh, tech news site out there right now. Okay. And this guy, this guy, Peter Bone is the, one of their main guy, was one of their main guys who would do like a lot of the reviews and write editorials and, what, and our, whatever opinion pieces. He recently left to go join Google for other ventures, but he always had this question of like, what is a computer? Or because, um, uh, I mean, you took it kind of to the next level. Of like, am I a computer? And I would argue that, no, a human being is not a computer. Thank but, you. But, um, yes, exactly. You're I actually was, I had a very
0: video. basal rate of anxiety that whole time while you were oh, waiting man. to answer the question. I was like, Roy, oh, might, no, no, no. he might be about to tell me that I am, in fact, a computer. And he might shut me off. He might alt-F4 no. all of my programs.
1: uh <laughs> That would be too easy, Obie. <laughs> That's true. Um, That's man. true. Um, have but, you ever um, made a computer, Roy? I I did actually. I did back in high school. Wow. Um, honestly, you know, people people um, people think it's all this and that, but really, it's not that hard. You just have to buy a standard set of. You just have parts. to
0: buy a computer, <laughs> turn it on. <laughs> 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 Look at me.
1: <laughs> so you're uh, saying you just so buy a things. standard
0: set of parts.
1: Yeah, you can go on Google or Reddit or whatever, and you can find, like, recommended parts that have certain, like, specifications and whatnot. And you can build it to kind of what meets your needs, whether or not you're trying to build a gaming computer. Most often people who build computers are trying to build gaming computers. I see. Um, But uh, I just built it because my friends are doing it, and I thought it was fun. And, I, I mean, I've always been kind of a tinkerer. So I did build my own computer back then, and it lasted me kind of through college.
0: Oh wow! Um, Resourceful.
1: Yeah, uh, Yeah, and uh, you can and it's fun. Like you, you can always like pick and choose little pieces to kind of adjust here and there as new technologies come out. Um, but I have I only did that one time. Actually, I did it once actually for my now mother-in-law as well, just because she. Uh, this was actually many years ago, but she would always click on these ads that would give her into trouble um, oh my gosh uh, i was fishing and whatever <laughs> so yeah so for, for like laptop that, <laughs>
0: you built your mother-in-law uh, an anti-fishing computer
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i tr- honestly the pieces didn't really um add up to much of anything as far as the anti- <laughs> anti-fishing goes but it was like another chance to like build something fun so it sounds it like you just anything. built
0: a regular computer and then you were like don't click on that
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah
0: was she your mother-in-law at the time when you built the computer Not at
1: the time Not at wow the
0: time. Yeah. that was a major suck-up play
1: yeah did she know? ask for fun. the for the computer yeah yeah we were like looking at things and, uh, uh, and the other i mean another like small reason is that like if you actually if you build a real computer it actually energy up just being cheaper than buying a computer for oh really often. If you if you want like all of, if you care about all these little specifications then you can really tinker it to exactly what you want and then and then pricing because like there's less labor involved right of like actually putting the thing together that's right
0: that's um, right less yeah. other people of other people's labor all the same amount or exactly. in fact maybe more of your own labor here's the thing though yeah but
1: it's, it's a labor of love it's labor of love
0: I like that a labor of love lol um if you can you build a, a computer that runs Mac. Like the Mac OS, because they're kind of guarded can. with their ecosystem. So They
1: are guarded. Um, and I'm
0: deep inside that ecosystem.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's a great point. And that's a big reason why I haven't built computers recently. Are you also uh, in the I'm Mac al- I'm also, ecosystem? I'm very, very deep in the ecosystem as well. Yeah. Wow. But um, there are these, you, can, you used to be able to build them with very specific parts. It had to be like on Intel's architecture, because that's what all Macs used to be based off of. Uh, as opposed to, like, AMD, if you ever heard of that.
0: Um, I've seen that, that, those letters yeah, on SD cards yeah, yeah, before.
1: Yeah. Exactly, yeah. But the the name that those Macs uh, were, were given were Hackintoshes.
0: Because
1: mm. you, know, you were kind of hacking it together.
0: That's got a negative um, connotation. <laughs>
1: yeah. But uh, I think they worked pretty well. I think that it would always be like a... Because Apple is very, very particular with with the relationship between their software and their hardware. So um, it really did require a reason of hacking together, and I never quite built up the confidence to to do that. But uh, it's actually impossible these days, though, because at least for the most modern kind of Macs, because they changed their architecture to the ARM-based arm chips. Mm. Um, Different than AMD. Yeah, yeah. Those are different letters. Yeah, exactly.
0: Besides building computers, you build mechanical keyboards. Yes? Yeah?
1: It's a, it's a very recent hobby, actually.
0: Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you uh, don't even really um, know who you are in the mechanical keyboard world yet? Oh,
1: man. Not yet. I'm still discovering myself.
0: That's okay. I think there's time um, for that.
1: Yeah. yeah. But uh, I started, I think, last summer. I got the first one. And then, actually, this even has like a work story because I actually, you know, unfortunately, for better or for worse, our job has a non-negligible amount of typing involved, whether it's documenting or writing notes or whatever. It's true, that's true. Um, for that you're, better you're typing for worse. Out things a lot, and so if you're typing a lot, you know you kind of want that experience to be enjoyable. Um, uh, so I got a I got a mechanical keyboard for our resident room for that 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 consultant's workstation that computer.
0: Oh, I see. Um, so that's not your own and, personal mechanical keyboard that you unplug and take around everywhere. Because I, when I first saw that keyboard, and no. Roy, right, for our listeners, explain what keyboard we're talking about. Because I know, you know, but
1: yeah, 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 no one else knows. So it's is this is this company called Keychron that has a uh, fairly young company that has I think been a big um, uh, uh, factor in in re- invigorating the mechanical keyboard hobby for a lot of novices like myself right um and so the one in particular that i, I got for the resident workstation there is the Keychron c2 hmm. uh, i mean essentially all it is is a very entry-level mechanical keyboard but it's uh has a much more tactile sensation when you type on it is that to really all what all makes it those... a
0: mechanical keyboard when you press no, on the it buttons really it click yeah. click clicks that's the mechanical so, part of it
1: that's what you're feeling, um, and they have these distinct mechanical switches within them um, uh, that lead to that kind of tactile uh, feeling, as opposed to a lot of like these modern keyboards that have like those very very short um, keycaps. Mm. Those are like the, like those chiclet keyboards. Those are terrible, right? Like they barely move when you type on them. There's yeah, I hate uh, those. There's no, there's no feedback, and they always get stuck too. Yeah, they're stuck right? all so, the time,
0: and they're not just yeah. stuck; they're sticky.
1: Exactly, so you got all these typos and stuff, too. That's right, you know, yeah, so it's a very un- unenjoyable typing of those. so I you know and, and this is really just like a very intro level thing, but i, I since then I've really gone really um, off the deep end exploring this. Uh, and there's so many things on like Reddit and YouTube on all these people who do all these like crazy modifications of soft keyboard. So uh, I have a I actually i I got on a Kickstarter backer for this, uh, new keyboard that I'm hopefully getting in a week or two. Wow. But I bought all these pieces to then change it after I get it. Wow. And I've actually been, th- yeah, yeah. So actually what I was doing last night while I was watching the game was I was taking apart these new, um, switches that I got, uh, taking them apart, switching up the spring for a heavier spring, and then applying these films and lubricant to the different pieces of the switches and then putting them back together.
0: Wow. You are a major tinkerer. Okay. I just want to address a couple things. So yesterday when I was like, Hey Roy, you want to be on a podcast? Like it'd be so great to talk with you. I really admire you. and think your hobbies are super interesting. You were like, no, I like sports. What you really (laughs) meant was like, I'm tinkering with my, New switches, and I don't care about your podcast, and I'm gonna watch the Celtics. That's what you were saying, but you didn't.
1: Guilty as charged. Okay, okay,
0: got it. What is a switch? Like that's the what it feels like when you press the keyboard button.
1: A switch is the thing. So what you're touching when you touch the keyboard is called a keycap. Yeah, and underneath the keycap, the thing that uh, essentially is the thing that gets uh, depressed when you press, uh-huh. and then inter- interfaces with the underlying what's called the PCB board that holds all the electronics.
0: AMD, but right?
1: All all the stuff in between are called are, is the switch. I see. And I see. Uh, mo- Modern mechanical keyboards are what's called hot swappable, which means you can actually physically take out and replace switches easily. Kind of like a, like a pop in pop out kind of thing as yeah. opposed to a lot of older style it was just like uh, one keyboards. unit. Well one unit and then what you'd have to do is you'd actually have to solder stuff. Oh. And that's that's a that's a whole nother thing that I don't I don't know if I'll ever get into that. That's like oh that's opening up a whole nother can of worms But you know like you ever watch Iron Man?
0: uh yeah i mean i've seen iron man i don't know that i remember it in a way that i could recall what you're about to so, reference but feel free
1: no no no. but when he's like making the iron you know how they're doing all that stuff with like the yeah he puts uh, that I helmet
0: bust- down and then he turns the fire on and it's like yeah yeah
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. that's kind of like soldering um it. yeah but that's, that's a little too complicated for me for, yeah,
0: i think honestly given the trajectory you've described for your other hobbies I think I'm going to check in about four or five years, and I'm not going to be surprised if you're in your basement with that mask on, blowing a flame oh, torch man. on your keyboard.
1: I am Iron Man.
0: I'm glad that that, that – wow. That's where I wanted to get to. I oh, When man. we started this podcast, in my mind, I thought if I can get Roy to say, quote, I am Iron Man, end I am quote, Iron man.
1: I, am. I would have goal. succeeded.
0: Roy, thank oh. you so much for being on the hobby section. This has been a great pleasure of mine. Um you have, I think, really communicated very clearly that you are in fact a great tinker. And uh, <laughs> it, it, it's it's pretty cool to hear about. So thanks for being on the show. Thanks for chatting with me. It's good to talk with you.
1: Thank you too, Ovi. This is awesome.
0: Are you a doctor with a hobby? I hope so. If you've got a hobby that you want to talk about, I probably want to talk about it too. Shoot me an email at the hobby section at gmail.com or tweet me at hobby section. Tell me about your hobby in as many or as little words as you like. I'd love to have you on the show. My name is Obi-Wosu. This has been the Hobby Section.